Hey everyone, it's Jules. I just wanted to, right before the episode starts, just ask for a little favor from our listeners. Um, So we finished recording this episode with Katie Waldo before Thanksgiving. And then over the Thanksgiving holiday, I found out just kind of through the grapevine actually (laughs) that our podcast had been nominated for an award, which is kind of crazy. We've, you know, just been around a few months and it's really, it was really exciting for me to hear that and really affirming. Um, Anyway, so the award is called the Fisher's Net Awards and they're an award group which is also relatively new, about four years old. But they like to recognize people in Catholic new media, logo designers, website designers, bloggers, and podcasters. Um, We are up against some some, kind of basically powerhouses in the Catholic podcasting world. We're pretty much a long shot, but... I just, I'm still so affirmed and excited that I just wanted to know if you like listening to this podcast, if you could just take a moment out of your day and visit their website. Again, it's the Fisher's Net Awards. We'll have a link on our website to it also. And vote because it would mean a lot to me. And again, we're just so grateful. We're so grateful for the support you've shown. Um, And we're really excited to kind of move forward and see what God has in store for us. So again, it's the Fisher's Net Awards for Best Podcast. And yeah, that's all. Here's this episode with the just delightful Katie Waldo. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. God bless you. It's dude again. I have a really loud radio voice. <laughs> check, check. One, two. One, two, three, check, okay, check right, it enough, out, check enough, it out now. Enough, okay. Hey guys, Jules here. So I wanted to <laughs> play this kind of ridiculous piece of audio with my <laughs> my amazing husband, Ryan. So a couple weeks ago, just for some context, I was telling Ryan that I was about to interview this wonderful lifestyle blogger, Katie Waldo. And Ryan was very confused and he was like, what's lifestyle blogger? And we had this kind of funny discussion and I thought, well, this is so funny. I should get this recorded. So I started pressing record and this is, uh, this is what came (laughs) of that discussion. (laughs) You are not to touch the equipment. (laughs) (laughs) This is all I need you to do. Do you remember when we were talking and I was telling you I was interviewing a lifestyle blogger? Yes. And you said, what's a lifestyle blog? Yes. And I said, what would you say it was? Do you remember what you said? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it one of those things where you walk around and talk about your hobbies? Yeah. Okay. okay. Good. No, Good. I think I know what it is. It's, okay. <laughs> it's when uh, you solve the age old debate. <laughs> Of whether the toilet paper roll is strung on the top or the bottom. You're getting ridiculous. <laughs> what you know? is it? What is the answer to it's the a top. debate? It's yeah. <laughs> really? Have I been doing it wrong? Have you been doing it wrong? I don't know. Uh-oh. Why. Have you noticed? Like, well, maybe. <laughs> it's just so hard to find the end of it when it's at the bottom. You're like, okay, all I need is this little piece of toilet paper. control okay but then but lifestyle vlogging okay so 
So lifestyle blogging is where... Um... Maybe you're just as confused as he is. I don't know, but I'm so excited about this episode because this is the story of Katie Waldo and the power of connection. sure just how much you listeners realize this I actually didn't realize this that lifestyle blogging is the most popular blogging genre on the internet and it's popular because well as you may have seen with my husband it's kind of hard to define <laughs> a lot of different topics and niches could technically fit into this genre gardening style beauty parenting I mean at least I think technically all of those could fall within some characterization of lifestyle blogging. And honestly, that's kind of the beauty of this genre. There's this really lovely freedom to it. And in the very best way, it allows the blogger the ability to start from scratch and create just for the sake of creating. Which brings me to this wonderful woman. Hi, my name is Katie Waldo. And I write a lifestyle blog called Hey Katie. That's right. Katie's current blog is called Hey Katie, and it is wildly popular among both Catholic and non-Catholic audiences. Katie grew up in Florida, the oldest of four girls. She's a lifelong Catholic and was always very active in her faith, even as a young girl. In college, Katie was active in her Catholic student union and praise band, and even interned in Nashville with the Provident Music Group. But then in the spring of 2011, a job opened up as a youth minister in a parish in Ocean City, New Jersey, where she spent summers as a kid. So Katie made the move and for a few years, she was really content with her life in ministry in a place which she loved. But then the creative strings started pulling on Katie's heart. And while she still absolutely loves ministry, she felt like she wanted to do something a little bit extra on the side. So she started keeping a blog with a close friend. But when that friend decided to take a step back, Katie still felt a tug into the blogging world. I still felt very called to express myself creatively through writing, through photos, and through blogging. I just really loved it. So for about six months, Katie started to plan and discern names, branding, content, and in January of 2017, published her first post on Hey Katie. It was just kind of a general recap. We had just gone to my godson's baptism, which was really beautiful. And I just thought it would be a good intro because it is a lifestyle blog. So basically me writing about what's going on in my life um, and the things that, that I love. And so it felt like a perfect way to just introduce, to just say, here's me, you know, and this is what I'll be doing and this is what you can expect. And that's kind of how it was born. Now, before we get too ahead of ourselves here, we may need to stop and offer a bit of a definition in case there are any other listeners out there like my husband who still don't quite get it. <laughs> and so I asked Katie when she calls her site a lifestyle blog, what exactly does she mean? 
because I think it looks different for everyone. It's basically to me, to me, it's what's going on in my life. So what I care about, what I'm doing is what I'm sharing. So what are these things, some of these things at least? Well, as you may expect, they range. Style and beauty, family trips. Katie and her husband practice a vegan diet, so they often share recipes and various other topics as well. Deeper topics, harder topics. For Katie, that looks like her struggles with PCOS and infertility and even miscarriage. We'll talk about some of these topics a little bit later, but here's what's amazing to me about lifestyle blogs. On the surface, there really isn't anything extraordinary about them in the sense that they're actually meant to capture the ordinary moments of life. And yet we're drawn to them, (laughs) which is pretty remarkable when you think about it. So often we hear that human beings are just drama-obsessed creatures, right? We're drawn to excess, to the over-dramatized, to clickbait, to the sucks-you-in kind of stories. We even condemn the media for glorifying and over-exaggerating. So why are we drawn to the simplicity of a lifestyle blog? And it's here where, like our other feature blogger series, (laughs) I'm going to make three observations or takeaways about Katie's work and the really fascinating world of lifestyle blogging. And the first is perhaps the most important. It's a word that Katie used again and again in our interview. And that word is connection. I would say my best guess would be the, the connection. You know, uh, seeing something else in someone's story that that reflects your own or that that you can connect with that makes you feel a little bit more human, a little bit more seen and known. I think that's what it is for me when I read other people's lifestyle blogs. I'm like, oh, I feel like I can relate to that person, connect to that person, you know, or they're, they just have a good story or they're likable. Like, that's what I like about it. It's more human. As I've mentioned before in this blogging series, one of the most interesting elements to me about blogging is the way we, the audience, feel as if we know these writers. And that's because often for many of us, we can spend months or even years (laughs) entering into their lives, witnessing their struggles and walking with them on their journeys. I've gained so much wisdom from other women sharing their own stories, things that have helped them um, in certain ways, things that are beautiful to them have inspired me. And so I'm just trying to do that with my own life and hope that there's another girl like me who can connect to what I'm saying or what I'm showing. Katie said something pretty interesting during our talk. She mentioned that blogging isn't always just for her. It's her creative outlet, and obviously she loves doing it. But when Katie blogs, she is actually thinking about the audience too. She's thinking about that person who may really need to read something that she writes or even see one of her beautiful pictures. She knows, in a sense, the great responsibility that she's been given. The whole hope that I had setting out is fulfilled, you know, to just help other people feel less alone, help people, you know, be more inspired in their own lives, not not by comparing to what I'm doing or what I'm saying, but to just to be more inspired in their own life, you know, to to feel solidarity in their struggle um, and to feel less alone. Now let's be clear here. Connecting with a blogger doesn't mean you always love the same things or even agree with their perspectives. 
I think Katie's blog is just wonderful, but I am by no means a vegan (laughs) and I have absolutely zero sense of style. (laughs) And that's okay (laughs) because connection isn't always about agreeing. Connection is about empowerment, about being inspired. No, even if she doesn't connect to what I'm saying, to go out and explore what it means to be her as an individual, you know, to say, okay, well, that's not really for me, but like, what is for me? What is the thing that I love? But that's what I'm hoping to do, you know? Which brings me to my second takeaway from Katie's beautiful blog, and it's this. Human beings are more than just one thing. One of the temptations of lifestyle bloggers is feeling like they have to pick a niche. And I can't blame them. In my search of lifestyle blogs, this advice often comes up. Pick one thing, they are told, right? Be a gardening blog, be a fashion blog, but don't do too much. Never do too much. But here's the thing, that's just not how it works always. Now, some bloggers do this and they do it very well. But others like Katie, they just, they take a different route. I couldn't choose. I could not say, I am only going to write about this or I'm only going to write about that because it's just not who I am. I, I so desired that for the longest time. I was like, Lord, please just give me one thing, you know, like just make me the really good at one thing person. And I just not, I just have too many interests and too many things that I want to explore. And I think that's ultimately what led me to it. We are, after all, we're human beings and our experiences will vary month by month, week by week, and sometimes even day by day. You know, I'm just going to do it because the reality is that is who I am. Some days are really difficult and they are hard to walk and I barely get through them. And some days it's just like I all the joy in the world, you know? And so for Katie, that can look like a lot of things. One day she might post about beauty and style. Another day she might post some recipes or shots from around her hometown. And other times she talks about more difficult topics. Katie has over the years displayed her wounds and her suffering to her readers. She's discussed openly about her infertility, her struggles with PCOS, and her miscarriage. Many people are drawn to our story of infertility and miscarriage. I think maybe because a lot of people, I mean, now it's it's more it's more common, but it it still is semi taboo for people to talk about because it's a difficult thing, you know, and I don't think everyone should have to feel pressure to tell the whole world if they don't want to. But I am trying to, to get into that space and to say things because I feel like I can and I, I am able to so that other women who can't maybe feel less alone. And and for all the women who helped me when I felt alone, the things that they read and, and had the courage to say. Um, so that is where I feel called to say those heavier, maybe more difficult things. And this variety, this differed perspectives on topics is one of the reasons why Katie's writing is so accessible to so many people. Now, this is a Catholic podcast after all. (laughs) And so I asked Katie, while your audience seems so varied and diverse, do you consider yourself to be a Catholic 
blogger? Or perhaps do you consider your blog to be a Catholic blog? It's Catholic in that I'm trying to be universal. <laughs> but no, but really, I think, am I, am I a devout Catholic? Yes. Uh, and I think that permeates everything that I do. And so in that way, yes, the things that I'm writing, if not specifically glaringly about Catholicism are from a Catholic lens or through a Catholic lens, you know, because that is the center point of my life. So while Katie works for the church and she obviously loves her faith, she's not a theologian. Again, just like we've said at other points in this season, there isn't one right way to be a Catholic blogger. We need the voices of those who write deep theological insights and can articulate church teaching in beautiful and engaging ways. And we need the witness of people like Katie who can authentically share about God through her experiences. I think I'm being called to share in a different way. There are there are plenty of people who can do and say those things way better than me. And so I'm trying to do what, what I can to reflect and to point back to God with what I've been given. But you may be thinking something else as you listen. <laughs> How does sharing about things like your favorite lipstick brand or fashion or style, how does this point to God? Well, I think it's time for our third takeaway, and that's the concept that beauty is an invitation to more. There's a peculiar line of thinking in modern culture right now. It's a pushback, if you will, to the beautiful curated images that we can find online. Because users can filter their social media feeds to display only the more positive or happy moments of life, it's now assumed that any and all curated images, basically, are somehow bad. The pendulum has swung and people are starting to be, at the very least, a bit skeptical of beauty. Now, there are two main problems with this line of thinking. For one, it just seems silly to tell someone that they shouldn't post about something they happen to like. <laughs> if Katie likes beautiful photos, likes beauty and style, and likes doing makeup and doing hair, then um, she should be able to post about those things. <laughs> It's not that hard of an idea. Take, for example, Katie's amazing hair. Oh my goodness. <laughs> now, the reader of Katie's blog probably looks with envy at Katie for her amazing, beautiful hair and her styling tips. But here's the irony. For a long time, Katie couldn't seem to see herself this way. I hated my hair growing up. I just hated it so much. I, I grew up in like the 90s, 2000s. So everybody had like very straight hair. That was like the ideal beauty, you know, standard. Um, and I struggled thinking that I wasn't beautiful, thinking that I, there was no space for me because I looked different. I would try to straighten my hair. I would try to slick it back to make it look like other people, you know. And, and again, I, it's another part of as I get older, I'm just learning to be more comfortable in who I am and just allowing that to be okay to be different than what someone else looks like, that it's not any less beautiful because it's different. Um, and trying to just bring that into, 
into this this space. You know, I think it's still there still is a tendency to think that there's a certain look and a certain size and a certain way to be beautiful. And I just don't think that's true. What may seem like a simple post about hair and style actually has a deeper meaning. Katie is showing there isn't one way to be beautiful. And she's forcing us, the reader, to rethink our own stereotypes about feminine beauty. This obviously isn't just good for us, but it's also been good for Katie. Over the years, she's developed a beautiful, holy confidence in who she is. And she's slowly beginning to stop that dreaded game of comparison. There was a point where I think I just stopped trying to be other people and I was just like you know what I'm just gonna put out what's me and sometimes that's really put together and sometimes it's not you know it's a bad hair day and no makeup and my outfit looks like I don't even know what you know so I think uh, the more that I'm pressing into just like owning who I am as an individual the less I feel that desire to always put forward a perfect face, you know, a perfect face or a perfect picture. But here's the other problem with some people's assumptions about beautiful images. People assume that beautiful curated images are somehow inauthentic. Now that could be true, but we shouldn't immediately dismiss them as unauthentic because that would be unfair too. Because as we've talked about in this season, beauty invites us into something deeper. Katie spoke to me about how in her everyday life, she will find herself drawn into beauty. A colorful sunset, a lovely flower garden, or even a well-dressed woman that she meets on the street. These images, both digital and in our everyday lives, stir and pull our hearts in ways that are sometimes hard to articulate. But Katie, I think, has figured out how to. Beauty is this reflection of God, the creator, right? And, and, and it connects me to my relationship with God. But it also doesn't have to be necessarily something that is beautiful or perfect. I think there is a lot of beauty. I found a lot of beauty in, in brokenness, in sacrifice, in trial. So, you know, training my eye to see a beautiful thing also helps me train my spirit in a way to see it when it's not necessarily beautiful looking. Because at the end of the day, this is a story about a blog, after all. And the blogging platform came to be through the power not just of images, but more importantly, the power of the written word. You connect to the story, to the words. If I see a photo, even on Instagram, even if it's beautiful, it's not as beautiful if I don't see the story behind it. You know, it's not as beautiful as it can be if I don't know why you're telling me that, why you're sharing that with me. And and if you just share a little bit of it, if, I'm not saying, you know, you unpack your entire life on an Instagram photo, but even in the smallest thing where you can create connection through your words, it's so beautiful. So how would you 
define a lifestyle blog, dear listener? I've been thinking a lot about that since I spoke with Katie. What is it about that invitation into someone else's life, which is not only popular, but is also very special? If I had to define it for myself, I think, I think lifestyle blogging is this. The very best lifestyle bloggers like Katie seem to be able to draw beauty from the ordinary. The simple moments of life which we may pass over, the delightful insights, the tips, the sunsets, the cups of coffee, (laughs) lifestyle bloggers have trained their eyes to see them more than their utilitarian purposes. They are able to see these simple moments as beautiful. And perhaps more importantly, they're able to see them as gifts. Many thanks to Katie Waldo. She was just such a delight to talk with. Please visit her blog, heykatie.com for all of her wonderful writings and beautiful pictures. This is the last episode, oh my goodness, of our month-long journey into the world of Catholic blogging. So thank you so much for being with us through that. We are taking a few weeks off and we will start our new series on the Immigrant Church, which will launch Thursday, December 6th. And as always, thank you to the incredible musicians for letting me highlight their music, especially Sean Garrison and the Mosleys. God bless you, and we will see you in a few weeks.